Welcome to the Baseline Feed, where we invite aspiring writers and voiceover talent to showcase their abilities and kickstart a career in the exciting audio drama industry. Hello and welcome to our first production of the Baseline Feed podcast. I'll be your host, Tanner Wood. Before we get to our episode, I would like to highlight our voice actors and writer. Every story comes from somewhere, and today we're bringing to life an intense short story written by C.M. Peters. Not only did she write this story for us, she's featured as the voice actor for the main character, Shekinah. Joined by John Michael Travis, William Wood, and Tanner Wood, we find out what precious cargo and Area 51 have in common. It might surprise you. The pain came first. Then, the ringing in her ears that was quickly covered by the blaring alarms from the command center. Shekinah blinked a few times to settle herself and tried to assess her injuries. Her arm was at an odd angle and blood oozed from the massive cut at the elbow. Moving was hard with only one good arm, but she had to. She couldn't stay still and the alarms didn't stop and she heard whines and cries from crew members, which quickly died down. Hello? Anybody? No one answered. Shekinah remembered the commander shouting, the floor trembling as they approached their destination too fast. Then the flashes of lights exploding all around her while her body was thrown across the room. It wasn't the first time she was in a crash, but this one was unlike any other, more violent and more deadly. She kind of closed her eyes and whined softly at her injured arm, trying to keep it as still as possible. Chaos was all around her. Bodies were strewn about, broken glass scattered all over the floor, and the precious cargo she was to look after was nowhere to be seen. Her heart suddenly dropped. Taking the time to think was, to say the least, unthinkable. Her duties came first. But when loud boots trampled over the metal floors, Shekinah feared the people coming were not friendly. If there was one thing she was bound to do, it was protecting the cargo at all costs. And if she was caught by an enemy, her mission failed. She pulled her injured arm into her chest with a hiss while crouching down into a small cubicle hidden from the entrance and waited. She could smell blood and fear where she hid and it sent shivers all over her body. Terrified but determined, she kind of listened closely as the soldiers roamed around the command center, peeking through a small crack in the metal. She held her breath in whines of pain for fear of being discovered. It seemed hours before the soldiers finally left, and when they did, she came out of her hidey hole. It was her turn to investigate. 
She managed to crawl to the main commands and tried to access the mainframe. But the red warning had already been put in motion. Enemy on board. If she tried anything, she could be discovered, and under no circumstances was she to make contact. Especially while caring for the cargo. But who was in charge to make contact? And were they still alive? She had no idea. Commander, please answer me. I don't know what to do. I might have lost the shipment. A gurgle and a groan to her left guided her to the commander. He lay in a pool of blood, some dripping from his mouth. Find it. Hide it. You know what to do. You were trained for this Shekinah. I was, but... He stared at her, and from his look, she knew he trusted her to do the right thing. She remembered the words uttered during her training. The cargo is paramount. Save it no matter the cost and bring it to Elgin. The commander reached up to grab her hand, but stopped before touching her, life leaving his body. No! You can't leave me like this! Shekinah stood, her body trembling in fear, and looked around. Is anyone else alive? Please! I can't do this alone! More rumbles were heard. The walls and floor shook once more, making her fall. From the corner of her eye through the shattered window, she saw a giant sign with something familiar. 51. Her heart suddenly raced as she realized that even with the crash, they were in the right place. The mission was a success. Almost. She needed to find the cargo and deliver it to Elgin. Otherwise, they had put together this operation for nothing, and all would be lost. Shekinah took a moment to breathe and listen to her instincts. The last time she had seen the cargo, it was secured in an escape pod. She'd put it there safely in case she didn't make it. She immediately pulled herself together and walked through the rubble, avoiding treacherous metal pins coming out of the floor and naked wires that could instantly electrocute her. Most of the higher-level ensigns laid on the floor, either barely breathing or dead. How am I still alive? Besides her arm, she had no injury. She was lucky, and she knew it. And though it pained her, she could do nothing for them. It was not part of her mission. She made it to the pods, and there were only two left. Hers and the cargoes. No one else had the opening code for them, and she didn't have the time to use them before the crash. Her shaky fingers typed the symbols and the pod opened for her. The cargo was still inside, intact. Shekinah removed the glass bubble covering the package and fought through the pain to take it in her arms. The small purple child cooed at her, her wide green eyes blinking slowly. You're okay. I'm here. Shekinah cradled the baby in her arms, gently rubbing its hairless head. We need to find Elgin. We know he's here, but where? 
the baby replied with a burp, making Shekinah's stress levels lower instantly with laughter she repressed. She held the child close, wrapped it in her blankets that displayed her royal family crest, and exited the pod with the baby carrier in hand. There was no use staying on the ship, but where would they be safe until Shekinah could locate Elgin? Once the princess was secured against her chest, Shekinah used part of the baby harness to strap her injured arm over the child to protect it. Only then did she begin exploring towards the exit, hiding along the walls when she heard noises. It was too quiet. Even the princess looked at her like something was wrong. But this child was special, knowledgeable already at a such a young age. I know, Majesty. I can feel it too. Something is not right, but I will protect you. Even if it was the last thing she did, the baby would be safe with the Elder. Elgin had long ago traveled here, sending a signal of his landing and what he called Area 51, but since then his communications had been few and far between, and most of them were hurried and without any replies after the command center had sent word. Shekinah kept her hopes up as she progressed through the rubble. There was a light coming out of the exit, giving her hope that some of her kin had survived and had made its way out without alerting the earthlings. She had wondered if they were the enemy, the reason the ship had crashed. All she'd heard before the mist landing was to take cover. She made her way closer to the light, and it was only when she saw a red laser on the wall then pointed at her throat that she had her answer. She was the enemy. Holding the baby as close as possible, she leaned her head down to touch the child's forehead to communicate in one of the ways the royals could in her home world. This could be the end. In any case, Majesty, it was an honor to serve you. Tears burned her eyes as Shekinah looked up and saw earthling army men deploying around her, guns up. She had seen them in images during her training and was warned against them. Any sudden move would be welcomed with violence, and it was the last thing she wanted. A man finally approached her. Elgin? He tilted his head to the side, his eyes narrowed, and spoke his language to her. Fortunately, Shekinah had learned it back home. He asked her to repeat what she'd said. I am looking for Elgin. He came here long ago. I must find him. I mean you no harm. None of us do. She understood when the army man replied that she shouldn't move and show them her cargo. With one look at the princess, she unstrapped her injured arm and slightly turned to show the child. She must be reunited with Elgin. It is for the good of mine and your people. I promise. She knew her accent was odd to them, but seeing the man's face, he'd understood. He spoke into a communications device and received some garble comment in return. Then waved her to march forward. All eyes were on her, and so were the guns. Shekinah's body shook as she walked along the grid-like floor, wondering if he was marching her to her death and the princesses. The light nearly blinded her as she finally made it outside. The earth's air filled her lung, burning it with its heat. 
The panel she'd seen earlier truly was what she thought. Area 51. That was the only thing she was sure of. Where she should go, whatever happened to this crew, or the ship. Now that she was in the right place, she had to find the Elder. As she walked near what she knew to be a transportation vehicle, she fell under the glare of hundreds of Earthling soldiers. Their weapons still pointed at her, though they could see she bore none. All she had was the princess, and she was ready to die for her. It was her mission, and she had been chosen by the royal family. Even on another planet, she would not fail her duties. The setting sun burned her pale blue skin, too thin for the Earth's atmosphere. She could not stay for too long without the protection that was stocked in the crashed ship. But Shekinah didn't care. All that mattered was finding Elgin and giving him the child so the princess could be raised by the most savant of elders. A craft roared in the distance, all lights on in the fading day. Shekinah instinctively held the princess tighter to protect her from these incoming earthlings. But when a transportation device stopped a few yards away, Shekinah let out a sigh of relief. A form bearing the same skin color as the princess came out of the vehicle, and she knew without a doubt, even without ever having met him, it was Elgin. She tried to approach, but heard the guns moving in harmony, her hearing finer than most. She stopped in her tracks and said in English, Elder, I have come to you from so far with this precious cargo. You must take her and raise her, so we can save our home when the time comes. And it is coming. I know, soldier. I received all your messages through the years. I was expecting you. I've waited quite a long time for this. I have been working with the Earthlings so they can welcome us without fear. Shekinah noticed he had barely aged a day, as none of them did back home after reaching a certain time of existence. She waited for Elgin to reach her, then unwrapped the cords of the baby carrier, but still protected the princess's fair purple skin with the blanket. She is safe and sound, uninjured during the crash. No one else seems to have made it, but I have not had time to investigate. Waving her concerns off, Elgin picked the baby up and looked into her eyes. Welcome, Majesty. I will care for you now. Thank you for bringing her to me. Now follow me, soldier. We have 18 Earthling years to prepare this planet for our invasion. We close by giving credit where credit is due and highlighting our authors and voice talent. The Cargo was written by C.M. Peters. Narration was by me, Tanner Wood. The Commander was voiced by John Michael Travis. Elgin was voiced by William Wood. Shekinah was voiced by C.M. Peters. Sound design was by Tanner Wood. Episode artwork and music arrangements were by C.M. Peters. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Baseline Feed. We hope you enjoyed what you heard. For more information, check out our Twitter at BaselineFeedPod or reach us at BaselineFeedPod at gmail.com.